Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony, and thank you all for joining us on today's episode. Today's episode is all about you. We'll be connecting with our listeners and fellow podcasters on what they're doing during this quarantine. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Daniel and Shay. How are you two? Good. We're good. We're we're here. We're surviving in this uncertain time, but we're here and we're still doing the show and I couldn't be happier that we are. Mr. Shea? Yeah, um, I've got a few more days left in my quarantine here uh, and then I'll finally be free. Uh, like Rapunzel, I am letting down my hair. Hopefully someone will come and save me. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. They got the, your yeah. your window is not that far from the I know the, the ground. ground. Yeah, I can. I can just fall pretty quickly. It's it's great. How are you doing? Yeah, it's though? a quick fall. Um, I'm doing well. I'm living. I'm living the life. The quarantine life. <laughs> what is the quarantine life for you, though? <laughs> it's literally waking up, working out, watching something, and then going back to sleep, and maybe That's eating. Pretty- yes, and yeah. you eat. That's well, pretty good quarantine. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like. I don't even know what, like, I can't, you know, when this is all over, how, how do we get like re re put into the, into our communities in, in a sense, you know, like how does our body just get pushed back in? The adjustment is definitely going to be weird. I was just thinking about it because my internet was acting kind of weird and I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to probably call a technician to come over. Then I'm like, wait, do I feel comfortable with the technician in my house right now? What if he's got COVID because he's going to other people's right. houses? <laughs> So all these oh my things gosh. are going like I just I started panicking and kind of worrying myself and I'm sure this is normal right now. Yeah, I mean yeah. I think the, the nice the nice thing about if there is a nice thing is that nobody's going through this alone in the sense that everybody's kind of feeling that fear right now, that uncertainty, that that fear of the unknown where we're all kind of feeling that. And that at least brings us together as a community that way, which is nice at least. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, as always, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every Monday across all your favorite podcast services, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter by searching this time with, if you want to be part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions and corrections, head over to this time with dot com slash talk. So why don't we start off with the news? <laughs> I just think that in this time, even though this time we're using video, there's still a delay, so we're, we're not going to be able to do it right. But let's try it again. Let's try three, two, one. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. We we gotta keep rolling with it, you know. We gotta roll with the roll with the punches, deal with the ambiguity. We're we're we'll be, we'll be okay. We'll be fine. I can't wait till we're all back in the same room and we just nail that do 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 do. Oh man. I was just I was telling Anthony out. like before we started recording, like, man, I can't wait till we just are back together recording because this is this is this has been this has been a sh- an ordeal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that um, they're allowing uh, groups of five people to gather. So maybe we can start gathering to record the podcast. I don't know. I don't maybe. think Daniel wants yeah, us. I don't in know, this man. House. I don't know. My my house is a sealed off zone. Shay's been out of country. Uh, there's so many. I have grown so many. Arm. 
<laughs> it's true. There's so many things happening. There's yeah. a clone of Shay for sure. There's definitely a clone of me somewhere out there <laughs> killing people. <laughs> First order of business, Wonder Woman 1984 pushed to August. And this is from the director herself, Patty Jenkins, off of her Twitter. We made Wonder Woman 1984 for the big screen. And I believe in the power of cinema in these terrible times when theater owners are struggling as so many are, we are excited to redate our film to August 14th, 2020 in a theater near you and pray for better times for all by then. So 1984 or Wonder Woman 1984 pushed back. This is another big blockbuster being pushed back till um, later in the summer. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I think it's just a sign right now that uh, this <laughs> theaters aren't going to be opening up anytime soon. You know, this we spoke last week on the show about how, like, you know, this movie's coming out in June. There's still some time. But also, do you want to be that first blockbuster out of the gates to reopen cinemas? You know what I mean? Because I feel like even if theaters are opened up in June, do you think if people are going to be going right away? Do you think they'll be flocking to the cinemas right away? I don't think so. And maybe they want August to, you know get people used to living in some normal like so normality before then right yeah i agree it's a it's a weird spot right now i mean we knew that they weren't gonna push it to digital release because that was pretty much kind of set in stone by them um they really want to make make this a theater movie and i think everyone right now is just being hopeful that by august the dust has settled we're back out there licking different poles so that we can catch whatever diseases <laughs> are out there. I'm just saying that's, I think once we get out there, I'm never coming back home. I've been, it's funny to think so too, long. you know, it's, it's crazy to think too, that like by the time this is all said and done with whenever that is, it's like, there's so many movies already kind of like in the chamber that like they got to figure out where they're going to be putting them. So there's a possibility that the last six months or the last four months of 2020 are just going to be back to back to back to back blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I think for when we do get back to like a normal life, um, theaters or probably the government is going to implement a lot of like rules when it comes to handling food and handling um, sanitary in, in public places. So I don't think it's just going to be like, oh, you know, theaters are open again. I think the, you know, the government is going to implement a lot of these changes to, to, to prevent or to sanitize and keep this virus from ever coming back or, or keeping another virus being proactive in that sense. Yeah, for sure. It definitely i think the the open world that we go back into is going to be a lot more uh it's going to feel different in the sense that not only kind of like the fear but i i'm hoping a lot of companies and stores and restaurants and theaters take a lot more preventative measures to keep things more sanitized and clean because you know we kept getting all those emails saying hey this is what we're doing to stay sanitized and to make sure everything's clean and then in, in my head i was always kind of just like but weren't you doing that before? No, you weren't. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm hoping that yeah. this is something that continues going forward. Yeah, I really hope so. I received a bunch of packages from Amazon and my first thought was, okay, well I got to sanitize these boxes before I even think about opening them because I mean, I don't know who they've come in contact with. Yeah. I have a couple of packages on their way to the house and 
I'm probably going to leave him on the front doorstep for a bit and then pick him up with one of those like pliery things and then put it inside of a, like a, a contaminate, like a, like a box that cleans the box and then open up my package. So you won't be opening your packages for like six to eight months. Yeah, I'm just going to throw them in the dishwasher. I'm <laughs> just going to throw them out. They're going right in the garbage can. Um, second news story, China orders reclosing of all cinemas nationwide. And this is from Tom Grader of Deadline. So China is reshuttering all of its cinemas nationwide as it continues to battle coronavirus. According to Deadline sources, the country's National Film Bureau has contacted all exhibitors today saying that venues must be closed again with no immediate time frame for reopening. The news has begun to spread across popular social media service Weibo. This weekend, a ray of light seemed to be shining from the Middle Kingdom when more than 500 cinemas reopened their doors to the public after being closed since late January, though largely no one turned up. That represented only 4.5% of the country's cinema real estate and didn't include its major chains. But there were optimism that this was just the first wave and that the others would follow suit in the coming weeks into April. And this is a segue from what we were just talking about. Was it too early for theaters in China to open without really strategically thinking, is it right for our people? Yeah, it was way too early. Um, and like I, I know um, this, the theaters that were opening weren't even like the major cha- chains of theaters. But like, yeah, it's it was a way too early call, I think, to kind of have a, a place for these theaters to be opening and potentially too, like this is, this is probably them reacting, seeing that a lot of people didn't come and maybe they want to close until they'll be able to guarantee that, that, that population to return to the theaters too. Right. Yeah. Um, they're open for like what, two days before they shut down. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. You know, they had, they were planning on like showing like Avengers and interstellar and all these giant IMAX movies. And now it's like, okay, no, we're, we're, we're closed again for now. We're closing. Yeah, the doors. It was, it was crazy. They were literally opening the door to like avatar and all these other fantastic films. And then all of a sudden it's like, psych, never mind, We're closing. Uh, we still got some corona to deal with. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, Even I mean, though we- whatever it is to stay safer, but like, yeah, it's just a weird call for them to do it so soon. Yeah, no one even showed up to watch yeah. movies. That's also true. And it's it that's another thing that, you know, is a little bit of a worry because even though you were open, no one was showing because they're yeah. still afraid. Yeah, there's still a bit of a fear. And I'm sure when theaters open up here, it's going to be a slow comeback. But again, North America is a different beast. We're we're primarily pretty dumb. We we like we like to jump out there and get in a big crowd. Like there are people I see still sometimes conjugating nearby. Like from my window, I'll look and I'll see just groups of people walking together, and yeah. I'm just flabbergasted as to what they don't under- understand. And if you look in the states, people are still meeting up in high volume areas. So and we beaches, don't get it like yet. beaches and parks and stuff. It's like yeah. come on, guys. We don't in get New it York. Yet. In New York literally people waiting for the subway with yeah. masks and gloves on. And I'm like, literally like shoulder to shoulder. You just don't get it. Looking at guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. So 
to be honest with you, I don't know uh, if when our theaters open up, if everyone's going to go back or if it'll be a bit of a slow buildup. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're seeing movies obviously being pushed with Wonder Woman and I think Wonder Woman and then Venom was pushed. I think Venom was probably the furthest from release to get pushed, but you know, Fast and the Furious, you know, we're heading now that June movies are starting to be pushed. You have to wonder like, is Tenet coming? Is, or is any other big July or August movie now going to get pushed? Cause you know, you have to, you like, they're all like these studios are thinking about what their next moves are going to be because we don't really know when this is going to end and what the end, what does the end even look like too? You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid to see uh, Tenant get pushed, but it's going to come soon. Oh, no, no. Hey, Christopher Nolan, he must be, like, so mad that... <laughs> He's just that sweating it. right now. Yeah. yeah. You sent... Uh, uh, Anthony, you sent that op-ed that he wrote saying how, the, you know, we have to support theaters, which will be in the show notes as well, that we have to support theaters when they do open up. And 100% I'm with him there. But, my God, like, it's just... It's just to even think about that. Like, I it's been a while since we've been to the theaters, and like you know, we we'll talk about what we've been watching like later. But just watching movies at home, like consistently, I I'm missing that 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 going out to watch something. You know, it's whew, yeah. But it, it, even to think like the experience in in Canada for a movie theater is not. I don't know when I read um, the article Christopher Nolan wrote up it was just like he was making the theater experience like this magical place and i was trying to understand where he was coming from and i'm like i don't get that feeling when i go to a movie in canada and it must be like something that i'm something out of the states that they have it's just i don't get that really cinematic experience when i go to a cineplex and it might be just that they need to rebrand and restructure the whole theater experience here yeah, but I mean, once once I'm in a theater, like I feel different, and like sitting in my seat watching the movie, especially if it's an IMAX or AVX, I feel a bit different. But everything leading up to it is just like it's just like a waiting room for me. You're just kind of going through it until you get to watch what you paid to be there for. Do you think theaters will have um, spacers between chairs now? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think so. I honestly I don't, don't think they will. No way. Eh? No, like, I don't think uh, there's enough money in the in the bank to fund all that. Like, I mean, if you go to the theater right now, most of the decorations that are up there are still from 1995. <laughs> Did you guys know that Liar Liar is coming out this fall? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure if you look up high enough, you can see like characters from A Bug's Life still. Yeah, so, or Mighty Mouse, you know. Yeah, so they really don't care at least here yet and I'm, I'm really hoping that that changes soon but i mean everything's kind of put on hold in the world especially i was really hoping we'd get more information about the uh what was the company looking to purchase cineplex again the regal cinemas one sin world sin world Cineworld, right right yeah so yeah, we haven't heard anything company. about that obviously because you know the whole world's shut down right now mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. But it's a good uh, it's a good segue for the next news story, though. Yeah. So moving on, a theatrical movie on demand for twenty dollars. Americans want to pay more, like six dollars. And this is from Eric Hayden from the THR. 
On March 16th, the same-day major exhibitors AMC and Cinemark indefinitely shuttered all U.S. locations, NBC Universal took a step towards collapsing the theatrical window. The studio said it would release a sequel to its 2017 animated hit Trolls, which grossed $346 million globally, on demand on April 10th. The price? $20. Other major studios mostly haven't followed suit so far, preferring to delay their pricey temples and save them for theatrical releases first. And it's unclear whether or not most American consumers will embrace a $20 price point if more theatrical-bound films go directly to on-demand platforms. U.S. adults say the on-demand price range that they'd be willing to pay for a movie currently in theaters is 5 to $8, with the optimum price range being 6 What do you guys think? I mean, we've kind of discussed this before, and we've said that, you know, movies we've already seen, it's kind of hard to, to pay that $20 price point. Um, I do get it. I mean, I don't know how... Okay, so when I go to Cineplex and I pay my 20 bucks, I don't know how much goes towards the movie, and I don't know how much goes towards the actual theater establishment. So to pay 20 bucks at home, since I'm providing the theater, should some of the money come towards me? <laughs> or at least... <laughs> If it's the whole $20 now going towards the studio plus them paying off, obviously, marketing and everything, would they be making more money from home? Like, that's it, – it's a it's a tough spot to be in. I get why it is 20 bucks because with 20 bucks I can have six members of my family watch the movie for one price. Right. Yeah, you're getting into, you're getting into that realm where it's like, well, we go to the movies every week because we see uh, – we see the value in that, right? I don't mind paying $15 to watch a movie in theaters because I'm going to see a new release. When it comes to the home side, you have to factor in, okay, is this just one person renting a $20 movie now? Or is this a family of five or six people watching this movie for 20 bucks? That's a great bargain, but for one person, it's expensive. Um, And just like what you were saying, Shay, like there's also the factors that you have to consider about um, now that we're releasing this right to home, that's $20. Does that mean is that full $20 going to the studio, just like what you said, or is that being split with iTunes or Cineplex or whatever uh, service is streaming that, right? So there's there's so many things you have to kind of consider about how that money is now being split. It may mean they're making more money, but does that mean it's just, yeah, it's just like, do you want, do you want more people renting at home and you get like a bigger percentage or do you want to go into the theater and you make more money, but a smaller percentage? It's like, there's so many ways to slice the cake for them but isn't wouldn't they get more percentage at home because people are at home but how many people are renting it though right because as soon as you release something to rent online that means there's a hd copy of that online ready for people to download and watch other ways right and people may see it it's 20 bucks and be like no i'm not paying 20 bucks to rent that like i'll just I won't watch it. I'll watch something else. I'll watch the office for the 900th time. Cause there's, there's other ways. There's other ways to stay entertained. Right. It's been hard for me in this, in this quarantine time to watch a lot of movies. I know that sounds kind of weird, but there's something about it where I'm not watching as many movies right now. I feel me too. And I think it's hard to, at this point to watch a movie. I don't know why. It's just, it's probably because in the back of my head, I'm thinking of other things. It's hard to concentrate on a film and like kind of fall for it. 
What do you think? Yeah, that's, that literally sounds about right to me. Um, yeah, no, like I think, I think what I what I've been looking at this week, I've been watching a lot more series this week. I watched movies today just because they were available to watch. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rent these just so we have something to talk about on the show. But it's just one of those things that I was watching it, but I never felt as engaged as I could have. You know, mm-hmm. it's just uh. Yeah, it just it just feels very strange watching movies right now, and I don't know if it's psychologically within me because of what's going on in the world. I've just been finding it a lot easier to watch a random show or series and just kind of distract myself with that instead of being engaged with a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it right now. Like TV shows are doing me better, but to be honest, video games are the ones that are kind of saving me right now. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, man, Animal Crossing is the biggest blessing right now in in the yeah, world. Not I put mean, it down. Seeing, you know, and seeing seeing how it's kind of uh, kind of gone everywhere in social media right now too. It's a it's a lot of it's nice to see because it just feels like everybody's kind of coming together around that, which is nice. Yeah. Do you think the film, yeah. uh, not the film industry, the video game industry, is going to be the probably top? Um, profitable media industry over film or I know it's already is, but is it going to take a huge like percentage increase this year? Oh yeah. Big, big time. Yeah. And I mean, it already dwarfs like the video games versus movies, like, like money um, is already like far gone. It's bigger than like movies and music and everything combined. But now that people actually are mostly at home and having time to commit, to those things, I think it's just far and away going to be the 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 mind share of where people are gonna gonna be is with movies. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's move on to trailers. 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 This one actually works because of the delay. <laughs> <laughs> and we can see each other. Yes, we can. That's so good. That's so so good. we had we have two new trailers out this week. We have Defending Jacob and Survive the Night. Let's first focus on Defending Jacob. This is an Apple TV Plus TV show, I believe. Yes. Starting uh, Chris Evans. And it's about, a, um, it's about a family who is, it seems like they're caught in a murder mystery with their son. Uh, who done it? Was it the son or was it someone <laughs> else in the community? Um, but what did you guys think of the trailer of defending Jacob? Uh, it looks really good. I mean, like Apple TV's bringing that production quality to their, to their work. Like this, if you told me this was like an HBO show, like I'd believe you too, just cause it, it kind of has that look and feel to it. Um, and it has like a really solid cast of people in it as well too. Uh, like from obviously Chris Evans and JK Simmons. And like, there's, there's some like, pretty recognizable people in this, which is nice to see. And I'm hoping that it translates to a, a good series for them too. Cause I feel like it's been a while since we've had uh, a series that's really grabbed me on Apple TV plus, like obviously after mythic quest, but like even before that being the morning show, I didn't watch the trailer, but I assume it's going to be great. It reminded <laughs> me of like a episode of law and order, you know, like it felt like, Dun, dun. I don't know. Yeah, like it was like 
you know, the family has to deal with their son being a murderer, but is he a murderer? And the son is like this innocent guy and maybe he's not, you never know. But it, it felt like something I've, al- I've already watched, you know, it's like one of those stories that is kind of like a rinse of repeat story that you've already right, seen. Right. Yeah. It, it kind of felt like primal fear for that. a bit. Primal yeah. fear. Wow. You wouldn't be surprised at the end. This kid was like, yeah, I fucking killed those people. Or I, I killed oh my best friend. <laughs> yeah, the kid, uh, the kid in it is from uh, It's... Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Mm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I want to say his name it's, is Noah. He looks like a Noah. It's Jaden Martell. Jaden Martell. He's, uh, he played Billy in... Uh, uh, Bill in uh, It's. And he was in Knives Out as well, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, the creator of the show, though, he uh, he writ- he wrote a couple of different series and uh, sorry, movies, I should say. Uh, he wrote <laughs> War for the Planet of the Apes, Logan. He did some uncredited script work. He worked on Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Wolverine, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. <laughs> And uh, he did some uncredited script work on The Mummy as well, as in the 2017 Mummy movie. Oh, damn. (laughs) But it was uncredited. He didn't want to be credited on, (laughs) which makes sense. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Our second trailer is Survive the Night. Have you guys seen Survive the Night? Uh, The trailer, yes. That was. uh, Shay has not seen this trailer. What's a pitch it? Shay, what's the plot? Survive the night for us. Oh, survive the night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys, me, you guys are asking about survive the night. How dare you? Of course, we obviously, are. <laughs> obviously, you you must have heard of uh, famed director uh, Paul Greengrass. Yeah, yeah. Of you know, he directed he directed the Bourne series, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one is about a man who is so afraid of the nighttime that he he must survive it so as soon as you know sun sets he he goes out uh with like seventy thousand flashlights just wrapped around his body to create this <laughs> this this light a kind of effect and as he walks to different places he doesn't realize the effect that he's having on people is he's actually blinding them so people in this small town of um, I forgot the name of the town, they're all going blind, and it's because of him. So he's actually the bad guy in his own town, but he doesn't realize <laughs> that his fear of the night yeah. is causing others to go blind. So it's really a movie about facing your fears, and your fears can have effects on other people. <coughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty close. Starting uh, survive the night. <laughs> yeah, did, did you, you? Before you said what, that, what did you say? 70,000 flashlights? Yeah, like the equivalent of 70,000 flashlights. <laughs> that could be wrapped to a body. Cool. Yeah. I, I think he's, I yeah, think yeah. he's evaporating people. He's, he's literally <laughs> turning people into dust. But yeah, it's starring <laughs> Owen uh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he plays a man who's afraid of the night. Yeah. And uh, the mayor of the, of the town is um, <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler. Okay, yeah. Very yeah, good. but he's but Adam Sandler's playing uh Jill from Jack and Jill. Oh god. Yeah, so he's uh, like still talking the- like this a lot, you know? <laughs> what about Survive what about the Night? Our- <laughs> what was what that, about sir? Timothy Chalamet? Who's he playing? Oh, Timothy? Timothy Timothy Chalamet is the knight. 
<laughs> Survive the Night is a 2020 action movie. Uh, it stars Bruce Willis and Chad Michael Murray and Lydia Hull. Oh, a disgraced doctor and his family are held hostage at their home by criminals on the run when a robbery, robbery gone wrong requires them to seek immediate medical attention. Yeah, that's like what I said. So you were close. Much. That's exactly what you said, pretty much, right? Yeah, I think my story yeah, is a lot better. Cool. I was talking to Daniel. Pleasure. I was talking to Daniel before this, and I said, "What? Like, how much is Bruce Willis in the hole for that he's just doing <laughs> awful <laughs> movies one after the other? He does so many bad movies nowadays. It's I just he's he's in movies that like I'll see them like like who is this for like considering like like where he was in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s like if I look at the last five years alone uh survive the night trauma center 10 days gone uh reprisal airstrike death wish acts of violence like first kill all these movies sound like they're all literally when I look at them direct to DVD direct to video on demand direct to video on demand direct to video on demand Direct to Walmart bargain bin. This yeah, movie will be like, direct to video on demand. Yeah. They're all, uh, yeah, it is direct to video on demand. This movie. Yeah. 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 It's direct. All these movies he's doing. We had a trailer on last week's show and I'm like, yeah, this, I thought this was the same movie. I'm like, no, it's not. That one was called trauma center. This one's called survive the night. It's directed by very- the same person. It looks and like the same movie. It's directed by the same director starring oh my God. Bur- um, Bruce Willis. Oh, God. Do you think that he just made one movie and then realized that he had enough for two films? And was like, yeah, because okay. <laughs> last week's mo- like the last week's trailer took place in a hospital as well. So I was like, oh, is he the doctor from that movie? Is this a sequel that comes out like two weeks later? Like, I don't, I don't same understand. Same universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about what is coming out this week, which is nothing. nothing. What was supposed to, what was supposed to come out this week? Uh, well, we had uh, this week was going to be uh, New Mutants, and um, I forgot what else was supposed to come out with New Mutants. Oh, uh, yeah. Lovebirds, Lovebirds, yeah, yeah Lovebirds, Lovebirds is coming thing, out, yeah. yeah. And then I came out this week too, uh, twenty seven years ago, so. There's a little birthday spoiler for you. Oh, happy birthday, Daniel! Can we all wish him a happy birthday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're listening, depending depending when you're listening to this, right? Depending on when you're listening. Um, yeah, April what are we 3rd, watching? Don't forget. What are we watching this week, guys? Let's start off with uh, Mr. Shay. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, so I watched The Town because I mean it's hard to have a month go by and not watch that movie. Um, yep. I gave The Invisible Man another watch, and I liked it more in my second round, just because I started picking up on other things that I didn't pick up so much the first time. Um, I watched The Day After Tomorrow, because, you know what, I'm pretty sure we're just about a month or two away from whatever's happening in that movie to happen here. Yeah, that's April's, uh, April, everything freezes. <laughs> April looks like that. Uh, I wa- I, so I know I said I would never watch the show again, but my girlfriend and I over Netflix started, like over Netflix and FaceTime started to watch Love is Blind. The show. Oh, you I went was, back to it, eh? I went back that to you it. you hated. Right, because she was like, oh, let's just give it a shot and see how bad it is. And so over FaceTime, we've been watching it. And uh, it is, 
it is just I can't stop now. It is this dark hole. Like Anthony, I totally get why you watch these crappy shows now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like you get stuck in them, right? Like I don't know if it's just drama or this is reality trash that you just like. Yeah, you, you look at these people and you're like, you're all garbage. But I want to keep watching what you do tomorrow. Yeah, they um, have some sort of hook. Yeah, some sort of hook. Uh, Dan, Daniel and I watched a Bloodshot and Jumanji. Uh, I can safely say to both of them, you can skip these movies. Uh, they were not good. Bloodshot was short, luckily, but it was just nonsense. Jumanji felt like it was too long and was so boring, not funny, and nothing was happening in it. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll speak to Bloodshot first. Um just because I watched that last night with you, Shay. Um, yeah, this movie is not good. It literally, there's so much happening in it, and I just feel like this. This the guy's a first time director, which I I get, and he worked in visual effects because there are some cool looking shots in the movie. But I feel like everything in this movie was created around a set piece um, and just kind of thrown together. Vin Diesel is probably at his most mumbling voice ever in this movie as well, too. No idea uh, what he said in it. No idea what he said. And I, I'm like, this is, this is a, this is a tough watch. And it's just, it's not a, it's not a good movie. So you're, you're definitely okay to skip it. Jumanji felt like just, it was rehashing everything that happened in welcome to the jungle. But this time Danny DeVito and Danny Glover are in it. Um, and, uh, my biggest thing with Jumanji is because I did, I did have, I did enjoy the last one, but this one I just felt like let's just keep doing the same jokes. Let's have the same scenarios one more time. Let's have, let's pull whatever video game nonsense and let's use it to our advantage. Cause everything that was happening didn't feel like it was just happening. It felt like let's do this to move the plot forward. Literally there's something that happens towards the end of the movie where I'm just like, where I was talking to Shay about it. It's like, Oh, of course, of course this creature could fly because why not? They've never established it until now. Of course this is going to happen because it doesn't, it just does whatever it wants to do. So it's, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was not the greatest of watches these last two movies. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get some better ones coming down the line. It, it felt like they were making up the movie as it kind of went along. Like they were writing the yeah. script and then shooting that scene right away. Yeah. And I mean like this movie came out less than two years after, Welcome to the Jungle did. So like they it was like Sony saw how well the other one did and they're just like let's just rush this thing out and and you feel it. You feel it. Yeah. What else have you been watching, Daniel? Uh I so this week as well I watched Creed 1 and 2. I always love going back to watch the first Creed movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh like Shay, I watched The Town as well. Uh and as uh, we said earlier in the show as well, a lot of Animal Crossing this week too just to lose some time in that. Um, I watched the elephant queen, which is an Apple TV plus documentary about elephants and just kind of the wild. So that's, that's just an awesome watch. So definitely um, give that a watch. If you can, if you like, na- if you like nature documentaries, that's a really good watch. Uh, and that kind of inspired me to finish night on earth, which is again, phenomenal. So definitely watch that on Netflix, but the show I want to talk about right now, tiger King, it's been taking social media by storm. This show is absolutely bonkers. I, I can't even describe to you 
what happens in the show because it does not feel real. It feels like this is something made up. It just feels like every time I'm just trying to understand a character, I'm like, yeah, this is this is the crazy one here. It jumps to let's introduce you to another character who's they're all these lives are all intertwined. Basically, Tiger King is about this guy named Joe Exotic who I I don't even know how to begin describing him. He basically has a tiger or had a tiger zoo or big cat zoo on his land. And just the least you know about this series, the better going into it. And there's seven episodes on Netflix. Highly recommend it. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane, but it's such a fun watch. So definitely watch it. Cool. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I, got to say I was. About I'm, I'm what looking you been forward watching? to watching it. Um, yeah, I'm you guys should definitely on, watch it. I'm still on Westworld season three. Um, second episode came out on the Sunday, so again, it's still, it's still, um, it's still good. It hasn't gone like it hasn't turned into a season two scenario yet. Um, I watched The Dead Don't Die, which was not so good. I thought it would be great um, because of the cast and because it had like an interesting plot to it. But I, I actually fell asleep watching this movie. Um, it's a, it stars Bill Murray, Adam Driver, and it's about like zombies and uh, a peaceful town that finds itself battling zombies and the dead rising from the grave. But it just was it felt flat for me. Uh, and then yeah. I started watching Hunters which I'm on episode four. I'm still iffy on it. I thought the first episode was really good. It had a really interesting opening sequence, but that sequence was kind of like the only time you see this type of uh, storytelling and and action sequence in the, in the, in the show. So, right. Yeah. I stopped around episode four, like you. So it's, it's just one of those shows that I want to go back to, but I'm also just like, do I want to invest another four or five hours of my time going back to it? You know? Yeah. And then I started um, WWE WWE network has um, their, their app or their subscription service free for the time being during this quarantine. So I've been watching a lot of like pay-per-views from the past that I, couldn't watch growing up because my parents wouldn't buy it for me. So um, <laughs> I'm watching Survivor Series 93 and WrestleMania 11, and I'm going up and up, and I'm just having a lot of fun watching those those shows because mm-hmm. it's it's very nostalgic to me, and I'm a big wrestling fan. And um, not being able to see it as a kid kind of like was a bummer, and only you'll, you'll only hear about it in the playground or people who have the pay-per-view or had a box that unscrambled those shows. So being able to watch it now is at this time has actually been one of the, I guess, highlights of being at home. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're in a, we're in a time where we get to watch a lot of stuff and I'm hoping, I'm hoping some studios Try doing some surprise drops and just start releasing things. And oh, I would know, love instead of putting drop. dates on things, you know, like this is the time to get to pe- people talking about your show because they have, have the time to do it. So, or show or movie. So, I'm hoping studios will uh, start looking into that and being like, you know what, let's just surprise drop this and let people enjoy it in this time, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind if Mulan and A Quiet Place 2 came out. I'd prefer that. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Yeah. And on to our topic of this show, 
We are connecting with our listeners and our fellow podcasters. Today we have Nicole Nate from Geek Centric Podcast, Daniel Ortega from the Slice Podcast, and Last of Us Podcast Survive and Endure, as well as Ruth. They'll be joining us and talking about what they're doing during their quarantined stay at home. We've got Nicole. Nicole, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. As good as I can be during a pandemic. Of yes, course. Thank you for joining us. Uh, in thank your you for joining us. Isolated, isolated house, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm in my bedroom alone right now. And it makes oh, sense that so you're here, Nicole, because like we said a couple episodes ago that episode 51, you'd be here with your Mulan review. Oh, yeah. God. And now we're here minus Mulan. I am literally <laughs> heartbroken. Like, oh my God. I, to mourn the loss of Mulan. I actually watched it today. Yes, I saw. Yeah, like I had to. And my sister's fiance had never seen it. So I was like, okay, we're gonna watch this today, right now. You guys are gonna get get down to business is what you said. Exactly. We gotta make a man out of you, bitch. Let's go. Oh, wow. (laughs) How's your, um, have you been, so this whole Mulan journey, because when this film was first announced to when, rumors started coming out about what this film was going to be about to that first trailer. Uh, give us a, give us your journey about how Mulan was for you. Like at least coming out. It was interesting. Cause like Mulan is not just my favorite Disney movie. It's literally my favorite movie. Like I've seen it countless times. So when they announced that they were going to do a live action, originally I was really excited because I thought it was just going to be like par for par, exactly the same as the movie that I had grown to love all these years. And then when all the rumors started to come out that like, you know, there's no longer going to be music, like Shang's not going to be in it. There's suddenly this like witch. I was like, what? Like cancel the whole thing. I don't even want it anymore. Forget it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when all of the other news started to come out that the whole point that Disney was trying to make was they were trying to sort of return back to the original storyline that I, you know, didn't really realize Disney had sort of changed for the animated version that's when it sort of became apparent to me, like, okay, they're doing something much more important than just recreating the old original version. So I started to become very, very excited. And I was very adamant that like, if this was not a full Chinese cast that like, I was not going to watch it. I did not want any whitewashing like Peter Pan when I think it was Mara Rooney played like an Aboriginal. I was like, forget it. No, like this has to be accurate. So I did start to get very excited. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things when we were kind of hearing, just like you were saying on the news dropping, like, oh, okay, no music. This is going to be different. This is going to be different. We always kind of come into that weird area with these live action remakes where it's like, should it be one to one, like an ad- adaptation of the original movie, or should it kind of make its own ground? And you, you kind of don't ever really know, like, are you appeasing fans? on either side with that. But I think the more and more that we saw of like this live action Mulan that I think it was really looking interesting and I was really excited to see where they were going to go with it. And hopefully it won't be too long before we can see it, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially as the first trailer came out, like I remember seeing it for the first time on my phone and it's still, it gave me this like moment of, Oh my God, like this is real. It's really happening. We're going to get this. And I was so excited, but it wasn't until I saw it for the first time in theater that like, I became a bubbling mess. Like Ernest was sitting next to me in the theater and he was like, 
are you okay? Like, this is a one minute trailer, Nicole. How are you going to get through this movie? Because I'm just crying, like literally crying. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to survive this movie. So, um, but yeah, yeah I was going to say too, because other than like the three of us, like I know you're at the movies every single week as well too. Oh yeah. So like, how have you, how have you been surviving with them being all closed? You know, it's been like, I feel like I've been able to really, fill my time with some pretty good like TV and I've been trying to watch movies here. And as we all know, animal crossings out. So that's been filling my time as well. Definitely. But um, it's, it's just so different when you don't get to go to a theater. It really is like the experience of going there and sitting with a crowd that all came with the same idea to watch the same movie. Like it's just a whole different feeling. I miss it. Nicole, in this time that you've been kind of, I guess, spending it at home, what are some either guilty pleasure or some shows? Cause I know you're a big TV show person. Like that's oh definitely God, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something guilty pleasure wise that we should be watching or just something that you recommend right now in this time, uh, whatever streaming service you have, go watch blank. Like what is it that you want us to watch? Well, I'm a big, I'm a big documentary fan. Like I love watching TVs obviously in TV shows, but I feel like Netflix specifically does a very, very good job at creating documentaries. So right now, like I'm in the midst of finishing off um, Dirty Money season two. Okay. Oh, nice. I watched yeah, the first, yeah, I watched the first two episodes and they were both very good. So like the standards are pretty high. I think I have four more episodes left. Actually, I've been going slow on it because then I got sucked into Tiger King yesterday. Oh my God. Oh my, like literally we started and we did not get up except for food and washroom breaks yesterday. And we finished it in one <laughs> sitting. It is How like, is it? it's seven, seven episodes and they're all an hour long. It's, it's probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen on it Netflix. Is, it makes zero sense. Like it's the type of show that like <laughs> every time you think you've hit your peak of absolute mayhem, nonsense, craziness, they're like, no, nah, we'll raise you. We've got better. Like you have no idea. Yeah. And it's, it's just weird that like all these like specific characters too have the in common, like they all have giant cats and lions and tigers just living with them. It's like, yeah. what, what makes this the, the commonality between all of you? Yeah. Like, and, and it's crazy because they own other animals too, but I guess it's, it's the giant cats thing that really sort of puts them together. Like their love of lions and tigers and whatever. Yeah. But it's just every time you think you can predict something, they're like, nope, plot twist. Here you go. And it's real life. That's the best part about it is you're like, this feels like a movie. It doesn't even feel real. Yeah, exactly that. Absolutely that. It's it feels too it feels too out there to be true, but then you when you go look up look when you look into it more, it's like, damn, this is all true. This is yeah. this is nuts. It feels like mm -hmm. something out of a movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like um, another guilty pleasure. Well, I don't think it's a guilty pleasure because I just love the show. But the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, yeah, is great so show good. As well. Oh, it's so good. I've been trying to tell my girlfriend to get on that show because she became really involved with Riverdale, and I hear both shows are somewhat similar. Yeah, in the mm -hmm. same universe too. So oh, really? Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Riverdale. I never got into. I found it like I don't know. I guess I just found it too cheesy or. I, I attempted to watch like one episode and I was like, no, I can't do this. But right. Sabrina, I think has done such a good job with creating this like supernatural witch universe that you're just like, 
you believe it. You're like, yeah, this is real. Yes, I'm going to go find Greendale. Yes, <laughs> this is real. I'm, I'm going to go here. I want to be a witch. Like, let me sign my name in this book. Give me powers. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nicole, you said that, you know, you experience, you love the experience of going to the theater. Um, what do you think will happen uh, when we go back to the theater? What do you think will be the changes or do you expect any changes or do you expect a different experience um, when we head back? I think, I think it's going to take a little bit of time before the public like really believes that it's safe to go back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when course, they, yeah. yeah. Like when they finally tell us like, Oh yeah, you know, this whole thing's under control. You can begin to return to your normal life. You can begin to, you know, go to areas that are heavily populated. There's definitely going to be a piece of everybody who's like, but should I? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to take at least a few weeks before we really start to see like crowd masses heading back to the theater. Right. Um, Do you think they'll limit the amount of people inside a theater? They might, but because everybody would have to be sitting six feet apart. So I feel like it would... That's a lot less money, too, for yeah. them, right? For studios. Yeah, it would almost be counterproductive even for the theater to be... I feel like they'd take a huge loss in money because you just can't yeah. sell nearly as many tickets... Uh, people can't, you can't pack up a theater. You're going to take loss on probably concessions, everything. Do you think, uh, like speaking of lost money, like, do you think going forward now too, not just because of the virus, like financially, do you think people will be wanting to spend money? And I think that's something that, you know, myself, Shay and Anthony have been kind of discussing the last couple episodes is that Anthony, especially saying like coming back, I, it's going to be very different if people wanting to spend money on movies uh do you think that'll be true as well yeah i didn't even consider that but yeah that's definitely true especially for like people who i have even in my life who have been laid off from work right so they're just sort of trying to save all their dimes nickels pennies everything for the time being so i can assume yeah for at least a little bit of time after the theaters have opened people will probably not spend money on it just because they're still going to need the money towards their necessities and their bills and you know going to the movies as much as we feel like it is a necessity for us for a lot of people it's a non-essential thing they sort of just do it for entertainment so yeah it might be it might take a while for people to actually get that money and feel comfortable enough that i can spend it on entertainment for myself as opposed to like paying my bills that i have now piled up right now here's a question for the group what if we bring back drive-in theaters would your how would you feel about that if we brought back the drive-in theater because drive-in theater you're in your car go to the theater you park you really don't interact you could yes get some concessions (laughs) here and there but they're like you can literally be six feet apart Mm -hmm. what do you think about a a drive-in theater experience were they still open, the drive-in theaters right they now? They are, yeah. From the, the, I think the there's, we have, yeah, yeah, there's, but like the Oakville one is still like, it It still has like that older thinking. Like, what if we can rebrand the drive-in theater, you know, experience? Make it a, 
Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool going out that way. But I, the, I always think with like for myself with driving theaters is like you're limited on where you could park, and then there's always so many other elements to it too, like keeping your car on or keep the sounds of any everything around you and mm-hmm. the glare or like it's there's so many different, I guess, things to it that I. I feel like theaters would maybe studios would maybe just opt to put it online for us to watch, but I don't know. There's definitely it's a ge- hard. geographical issue as well. I mean, here in Canada, drive-ins are open what three or two months out of the year because yeah. obviously it's too cold. I mean, like at, at certain point, how far can you really go for it? And for us here, yeah, the drive-in theater experience is is more of a novelty than anything else. Mm-hmm. I personally have only been to the drive-in once. So, yeah. and I really liked it when I did it. Um, what did you watch? I watched Crawl. And did I watch a second movie? No, I just watched Crawl because uh, the two movies they had put together was, I think, Spider-Man Homecoming, which we had already seen. So we just went to the later show to watch Crawl, which was so good. So great. Got you. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Nicole, speaking of films, is there a movie that... I mean, despite any date changes right now, is there what's what's your most anticipated film for this year? Well, Milan, of course. Right. And then <laughs> what else? What else got delayed? Uh, it's probably just easier. Let's look at the movies that have been pushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me look this up. Well, Black I'm Widow was a sad one. For sure. Yeah. What about Tenet? Like, Are you looking for the Tenet at all? Oh my god, yes. We've also got Wonder Woman too. I know you're a big fan of Wonder Woman as well. I'm literally wearing my Wonder Woman shirt right now because I thought I'd be on video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, when was Tenet supposed to come out? May? Uh, end, end of July. It's so we haven't okay. received yeah. word yet. Yeah, okay. We still have time for them to push it. Yeah. It's actually really I'm funny. pretty sure so. they will push it. Oh, the first time that that trailer was being shown, I think it was Star Wars. Was it Star Wars that showed like a mini- yeah. A, sh- a little yeah. section of the movie, right? Yes, so, yes. Ernest and I went to go watch Star Wars, and I was telling him ahead of time, I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be so great! Like, we're gonna see the preview for Tenet. They're gonna give us a little bit of it." And he's just like, "What the fuck? Are you like, what is this movie? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Just you gotta believe me, man. Like, this is gonna be incredible. You're gonna love it." And the you know the preview came up and it ended, and he sort of just looked at me and was like holy crap, this thing's going to be incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't wait. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's amazing. I know I know that you're looking forward to a lot of films. Obviously, One Roman is definitely one oh, yeah. of them. And it's gotten, it's gotten pushed to August right now. But <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming on the show with us today. I know you've definitely contributed a lot with uh, you know thistimewith.com slash talk. You sent in all your questions. And I remember you suggested Anthony to watch Sharpest Objects. Is that what it was called? Sharp, Sharp Objects. Objects, yeah. Did Sharp you watch object. it? Sharpest Objects is a sequel. Yes, I haven't it watched is. it yet, I but I know, it. I know Anthony watched it. Yes. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I really good, liked it. Good. Yeah. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. You watched Little, Big Little Lies, right? Yeah. Oh, I love I didn't that show. Like, I didn't like it as much as the first season. The second season oh, yeah. kind of was a little boring. Um, but Sharp, Sharp Objects was really good. Yeah. Amy My, Adams was uh, bombed. Yeah, uh, I don't trust teenagers. That's oh, I I work with teenagers. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I, I already know I don't that. Trust teenagers. That's that's the model we're leaving with today. Don't trust teenagers. There you uh, go. That's the movie podcast signing off for that. But again, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. Uh, again, you, you'll have a, a lot of guests on this episode, so we're happy to see more. Okay, thank you so much for coming in, Nicole. Thank you for having me. This has been fun.
Thank you, Nicole. All right, thanks. Bye. And our next guest of the show is the host of Geek Centric Podcast slash the Geek Centric YouTube, Nate Shelton. Thank you for joining me. Joining us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, no worries. How dare you say just you, man? It's all of us. <laughs> yeah, we're all here. This is a team effort. There are people on this podcast other than me. So, but thank you again, Nate, for uh, joining today's yeah, uh, episode. This is really cool. I'm, I'm happy that in this uh, crazy, crazy time that we're we're living in, that I, I can uh, I can finally get on this thing. This is this is great. I've been listening yeah. since the beginning, uh, since the the Batman uh, <laughs> episode where you guys made like a, a Batman movie and and you cast it and everything. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, um, that's our third. Wow third episode right yeah yeah, yeah yeah they are technically like our third episode recorded yeah that's amazing <laughs> so we were young men then we were young men yes yeah we were different but you guys have found a, a nice flow it's funny anthony when i um when i originally met you um i remember you talking to somebody about the fact that you were doing this podcast and uh and i was like dude that's like why didn't you tell me that like because we had met earlier in the day and it's like you lead with that you lead with that you're on a <laughs> podcast not just save it to the end but yeah, I think we, at that point, we didn't even start recording it. Or maybe it had a, one or two recordings. and then I think it was one episode because I listened to it on yeah. the way home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very, very early on. Uh, and then, Nate, you're obviously the host of Geek Centric. So, tell us about that. Let, let's let our listeners know what you guys are all about and what you guys are doing over there on Geek Centric. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Geek Centric podcast. I mean, it's been an idea that we've had since we started our YouTube channel a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm one of three hosts, actually. Uh, we've also got Justin and Kevin on the show. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's something that we, it was really something we wanted to get in motion. And, you know, it's one of those things that's always like, you, you say you're going to do it, you say you're going to do it, uh, and you keep putting it off. And so, um, so yeah, so we actually, uh, I think the, the biggest push for me was actually hearing this podcast and actually getting to, oh, wow. uh, to hear some of your segments and hear your banter. And it just kind of really pushed me to be like, okay, we have to do this. Um, so, so yeah, so we started the, the Geek Centric podcast as a branch off of our uh, Geek Centric YouTube channel. Um, so let me backtrack a little bit. Um, the Geek Centric uh, is our YouTube channel that you can check out. Um, we do really pop culture videos uh, with a focus on Funko Pop. Um, and we do what are called fun boxings, where we essentially do animated um, unboxings. Because we found that people, you know, there's people that open up these boxes on the internet and they, they, you know, they're like, okay, here's the back of the box. Here's the front of the box. It's so lame. So instead, we, uh, we decided to do stop motion animation with musicals and, and all sorts of fun stuff. So we do that. Um, we're hoping to do more video game content in the near future. Um, but we, we found that we really wanted to do like movie reviews and talk about TV shows. And that wasn't really something that we could uh, do properly on the YouTube format. So we decided to, uh, to do that through, uh, through, uh, podcasting. So that's um, amazing. Yeah. It's been really, really fun. We're in our second season. Um, check it out. So youtube.com slash geek centric. And then the podcast is just the geek centric podcast. That's fantastic, man. And it, it's funny. Cause like, I feel like going like to the YouTube side, like I remember like even early days of YouTube seeing unboxings and like I used to do them and then Shay did them too, like back in the day on his own channel. Like you don't realize how many people watch those videos until they get like, they just amass these ridiculous amount of views, right? It's crazy, dude. One of our videos hit, um, it's over three mil now, I think. Um, Wow. And it's, uh, yeah, we just hit 25 
thousand subs. Um, one of the the interesting things is like we're finding that we're having probably the you know we're we're having um, a, a lot of great support on YouTube, a lot of viewers there, um, but not as many listeners on the podcast or not as many um, Instagram followers. Are you guys finding that sort of that dissonance or that sort of uh, differentiation from your YouTube channel to your podcast to you know other things? I think with us, uh, it's been almost like the opposite. Like we, we'd have videos on YouTube that would like take off and do really well, but I think on our podcast, we've been getting consistently a good amount of downloads, and it, it's just weird how I guess the YouTube algorithm works. Where luckily, where on the podcast, then once you kind of get a, a following of people, they're at least downloading the episode, whether they kind of know it or not. Sometimes, right. <laughs> luckily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been a like this. We just crossed one year doing the podcast. It's just it's just uh, it's just a lot of trial and error at this point, right? And kind of seeing what takes off and what doesn't. And now, obviously, with everything going on in the world, it's like you're kind of seeing the numbers change a little bit because people aren't commuting to work, so right. maybe they're not listening. So there's a lot of adjusting for that as well, too. Yeah, I mean, that's it's interesting because I, I even looked at my podcasts today. And besides your 50th episode, which was great, by the way, with uh, with Tanner Z, for those who are listening, yeah. and check it out. Definitely check that one out. It was great. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I, besides that one, like all my other podcasts that I follow, like the Kind of Funny Guys and, uh, and uh, IGN podcasts and stuff like that, I'm like way behind because... I'm not currently like I, I'm. I'm blessed enough that that uh, I'm able to to stay home, and uh, you know, um, I'm work is taking care of me that way. So it's one of those things where I'm just not driving anywhere. So I'm like I'm not listening to podcasts too often now. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there will be a, a bit of a dip in that way. It's it's kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely that on my podcast as well. I think because like you're right. I, I need it in my car i tried sitting in my bed and just listen to a podcast and it felt weird it felt like there were <laughs> two in my room i don't want them to be in my yeah. room yet <laughs> yeah you got like a wii u wheel and started like yeah. turning it and you didn't realize why or something. one thing i do is at night before i go to bed i put a podcast on mm-hmm. and i set a, a sleep timer on it oh so i'll fall asleep with a, a podcast so I, I do listen to a little bit of it. Of it. it yeah. actually helps me fall asleep. <laughs> Even that's the, the one thing we don't want people to do. But it does like <laughs> it does allow me to like get a little bit of a podcast in and sure. fall asleep at the same time. Yeah. Do you have Who's any like weird freaky? <laughs> um, no one that you know. Probably I, I've been listening to a lot of video game podcasts. So the Retronauts podcast, which is really really good. They just go on the history of video games and all sorts of stuff, but I'll put on like yesterday was the, the release of N64 and oh, cool. literally I'll put it on for 30 minutes. I know I won't get past 15 and it'll kind of go to sleep and then I'll re-listen to it when I have the time to, but it, it just, it helps because I do want to listen to all these things. Um, but I can't, I don't have like the drive anymore or I don't have the, the, I guess maybe when you're cleaning the house, you can put a podcast on, you want to listen to music when I when I clean I, I want to listen to music I feel like yeah, I would sure. get, uh, I feel like I would get some some freaky nightmares out of that I mean I don't know if Anthony if you show up in my dreams or something I mean you know maybe maybe that'll be okay but. well I was wondering if it was like some sort of subconscious thing that I would still be able to remember a podcast but no it doesn't <laughs> no. <laughs> like I don't remember anything yeah it just it's it just actually like, uh... just helps me put, go to sleep <laughs> 
I had like friends in, in elementary school try to convince us like, yeah, if you put your textbook under your pillow, you're going to retain the information that way. I mean, it doesn't work. Oh God, no. <laughs> Kids are stupid. <laughs> are I mean, it was stupid? just when I was in university. So I mean. <laughs> it was just last week. <laughs> uh, so Nate, in, in all this crazy time, what have you been doing to keep yourself preoccupied? Oh man, you know days are sort of melding together. Do you guys find that like it's like I'm I'm I don't even know. It's Friday today. I think we're recording this, and I'm gonna take your word man. on that. It's like right. It's <laughs> like you say so, man. <laughs> it's all melding together. Like I, I remember looking at my clock uh, yesterday, and it was like it was like three o'clock, and I'm like, how is it already three o'clock? Like I just woke up, and <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but no, yeah. you know I've been I've been uh, mostly catching up on on some older shows and also playing all the games um i just beat red dead redemption 2 uh nice. which which is awesome i beat the story um i'm not gonna 100 percent that game because i don't think anyone in the world has uh <laughs> it's yeah a that's a game. that's a that's a feat to accomplish did you finish yeah, the uh, the epilogue at least Oh man, well, because it's funny because when they when it gets to that point, I'm like, okay, good, it's over. Like it, it was already pretty long; it was a little too long. And then and then it's like epilogue, and I was like, oh my gosh, on an epilogue part two, and um, <laughs> here's another twenty hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, so yeah, no, I, I did get through all of the story all the way through the credits. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Rockstar just does such a good job with their their storytelling and it, it is just a movie um but yeah but other than uh red dead i i've also obviously been just my heart is in love with animal crossing and i cannot stop <laughs> playing time. it anthony's probably so tired of hearing this because every <laughs> guest we've spoken to has been Talk like animal crossing? bro animal crossing though yeah well, i mean Anthony's I just a little don't bit, get it i don't a little get too it. old for it right is that i think that's it but I don't know, man. If you give it a shot, anything, you'll like it. If I'm yeah. not shooting, you're killing or, things, or sorting someone, then you can, no. you can <laughs> shoot you can a balloon things. and you can sort. The, yeah, I was just gonna say you can sort things. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's don't a knock it until you try it, Anthony. It's yeah. Italy's national game. I will yeah. knock it, and I'll knock it really good. Okay, <laughs> but Anthony, <laughs> if, there's been, if there's any game that you should be playing right now that involves shooting, is uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, also, just came out on the same day. And oh, yeah. dude, what a juxtaposition to Animal Crossing! <laughs> yeah, just, just get your anger out, man, and listen to some heavy metal. Oh you know? my gosh! Yeah, I, I like, remember people lining up to either buy Animal Crossing or, um, <laughs> or Doom. do get Doom, and I'm like, why are you guys lining up? Can't you not download this online? <laughs> well, that was one of the I interesting just don't get things. It. Well, with EB Games, I mean, they they put out. Uh, did you guys see that crazy statement they put out? They were like, "Our media is essential in this time," and uh, and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, your employees are essential for life. Don't don't yeah. risk that. People can download yeah, those seriously. games, and uh, it's, it was kind of ridiculous. But I think they are closed now. So, yeah. But um, speaking of things that are closed, though, Nate, yeah. like obviously you're a huge movie fan. Huge. Um, what have you been watching? What have you been upset that got pushed? I mean, like, it's hard not to be upset with all the news that's been coming out. But um, what what have you been watching right now at home? And then I guess we'll talk about the theaters afterwards. Yeah. I mean, movies have kind of, I, I guess it almost feels like I took a bit of a, a little break from it, focusing more on the TV side of things. Um, right. I mean, I am stoked for, like, I was really excited for, for the new uh, James Bond, the new, you know, No Time to Die. But I, I now that that's been pushed back, I'm I've just kind of turned to re-catching up on TV. So um, I started rewatching Westworld uh, just to get ready for the new season, which I haven't started yet. Anthony, you mentioned that you had started, and are you enjoying it so far? 
Yeah, it's a very good season. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, last, could, the last episode was really it was really good. Introduced sweet. some other worlds. Oh, okay, okay. Because um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of catching up and or not catching up, rewatching it, and I just got through the first half of season two. I find a lot of people find that it's very. Um, it's very divisive. It's very like uh, the pacing's not really well done in season two, but I, I really love it. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of season two. Uh, season one and season three at the moment are my favorite. Are the top ones. Um, yeah. Besides Westworld, I've I've also been uh, watching Hunters on Amazon. Uh, yeah, how, how was, are you enjoying Hunters so far? Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, where I um, Where did you leave off? <laughs> right i did leave off at i think episode four uh and then what? i still have to keep watching i know it's i know literally I know. no no no. it's not that literally that's where i stopped and that's where oh. anthony stopped as well <laughs> so just like i i feel like we have to like get over that hump to finish it because i yeah. was really enjoying it but i feel like it's dipping a little bit in pace yeah uh but i'm still intrigued of that world you know I'm uh, I'm glad that they have the subtitles for German, but I feel like they almost need the subtitles for all the Jewish words that they say as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's a really um, well made show. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, so mostly just catching up on like kind of watching shows that people have told me to watch, like Hunters, or uh, I finished Outsider, which I thought nice. was uh, the ending was all right. Um, right, but um, but yeah, um, that's that's mostly what I've been watching. I am looking forward to. Um, did you guys already watched uh, Onward, didn't you? Yes, yes. we did. Yes, yeah. we did. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. I am. I'm. You know. I've heard really mixed things, but uh, but I am looking forward to to catching that. I think that also came out uh, on digital. Yeah, it's out digital, and then uh, Disney Plus next week. So Ooh, not or this till. week when you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll just wait till then. <laughs> um, but yeah, theater wise, uh, Nate, what do you think? Because uh, like, with renting movies at home now people are like from what we've been talking about and we had a story in the show today too that like uh people don't want to be paying twenty dollars they want to be paying around six dollars do you think do you think studios will try and adjust to that or do you think it's just going to be the norm going forward if they're going to be releasing online i mean if i was going to the movie theater in like what like the 1950s or 60s like maybe i'd expect to pay that you know, $6, but $20 for a movie that came out in theaters that didn't get a chance to make its money back, I think is honestly, I I'm totally fine with it. Like, I don't have a problem with it at all. It's, it's like, even if it gets up to 20, 25, I mean, I'm watching a movie that's in the movie theaters in the comfort of my own home. Um, I remember, I thought that there was some conversation around a service that was supposed to come out, um, where it was going to cost like an exorbitant amount of money to do exactly what we're doing now because of COVID. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, it was a probably last year or mid last year that I think Warner Brothers was one of them where like I think celebrities were getting it, where it's like three thousand dollars a month or something <laughs> ridiculous like that that yeah. they could start watching it. But now it's like here, here we are now. Like we wanted, we wanted to be able to have movies at home sooner, but like not necessarily like this, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe you know for this reason, but yeah. I was thinking like. You know how gas is very low at the moment, and you know it, the prices almost look, feel like they were like twenty years ago. Mm. Can movie theaters move to that um, that price point? Can they drop the amount of money a ticket is, so I we think can when, get people back into the theater? Right. I think I think that would be. Over? 
I think that'll be a good strategy once this, again, once this sort of dies down a little bit more, right? People are going to be much more hesitant to go to the theater. And it'll also be interesting to see, like, I think this is a, an interesting test moment. Again, like, it's it's terrible with everything that's going on. But, you know, with the silver lining of these companies looking at the ability to send these movies out early to digital or even while they're in the theaters to digital and maybe charge the same amount as a movie theater ticket for them to see if, hey, does this, maybe this is actually a a good idea uh, to do this even past COVID. Um, But then of course, you know, that makes me a little bit sad because I do love the whole movie theater experience. Um, And then, so maybe you're right, Anthony, maybe they do then theaters would then kind of uh, adjust for that to bring the cost down so they could say, okay, well, you can watch it at home for, for a lot more money, or you can come see it in our theater for a little less. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Nate, I know you've already mentioned a few movies so far, but what else were you looking forward to watching in theaters this year? Um, there was a movie antlers that okay, looked yeah. really, I thought looked really interesting. Um, and that's, that's a Disney one, right? <laughs> Oddly enough, it is a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you watch the trailer for it, I mean, don't watch it with your kids expecting it to be a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what else? Um, I mean, I, the thing is, is that so many, so many things got pushed. I think, um, oh, A Quiet Place 2 was the other one that I really right. wanted to see. Definitely. And I'm really sad about. We would have seen it last week. Yeah, man. So Brutal. close, but so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think the statement that he put out about, you know, um, seeing it together, I think that absolutely does make sense. And so, yeah, I, you know, we can, we can wait on it again. As I said, there's so much backlog stuff that I haven't right. really been too upset about stuff getting pushed back in, in the theaters and, you know, there's still some movies like I still haven't seen Birds of Prey. I got to get on that, you know? Yeah. And it's out so, now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm probably just going to be in, you know, enjoying the uh, the quarantine, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, watching all these these movies and stuff. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, man. Well, Nate, thank you so much for joining us. I know we've been discussing for a long time, and I'm glad that we finally got to get you on the show as well, too. It only took us 51 episodes, you know? <laughs> it only took 51 episodes to, to get here. Uh, yeah. But obviously, we're, we're so happy that we were able to give a little inspiration as well, obviously, for you to, or the motivation for you to get your the Geek-Centric podcast up and running as well, too. So uh, we're fans of that, and we're happy you're doing that. And uh, before we send you off, just give out your plug, whatever is going on right now, what people could be look where people could find you what they could look forward to give a shout out yeah uh just before i do quick question did you guys already do the news we we did it earlier in the show uh okay, but okay. i know you've been practicing so if you want to give us your best uh Would you news, mind Sam, can we, no, can we try it all together I, it'll be hard over over this internet version but can we try it I, sure. I think we can all we right, think we should sure. do it. Andrew, you ready yeah all right now it's time to get into the news. It's so hard. So close. We'll editing. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll line it up in editing. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, um, hey, thank you so much yeah. for joining us this week. Um, we're so happy to have you on. No problem. Um, but yeah, please plug whatever whatever yes. people can find you, and then yeah. I'll. YouTube.com slash Geekcentric. YouTube.com slash Geekcentric is the, is the YouTube channel. Um, the Geekcentric podcast. We're just on Apple Podcasts. I think we might be on a couple other podcast platforms, but uh, you can find us through there. And then um, starting soon, give me a follow. Um, I'm going to be getting into the whole 
Twitch thing, um, live streaming oh, games. Nice. Um, so that is uh, going to be under the channel twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Um, so if you want to uh, give me a follow or if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can give me a, a sub, which would be amazing. Um, yeah. Haven't haven't gotten it fully ready yet. I just got a new Mac Mini and a, and a new monitor and stuff. So I'm almost there. Awesome. Um, but yes, that'll be starting up very soon. So uh, guys, thank you so much for having me on the on the show. I hope to return one day uh, <laughs> uh, if you'll have yeah. me. Of course. Oh, for sure. Of course, of course. All right, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us, okay? Cool. Take care. Bye, guys. Thanks, Nate. Take care. Thank you. Next on the show, we have longtime friend and contributor to the movie podcast. She's a writer, she's a poet, and she has an amazing blog where she documents all of her travels, whatever she's reading, and her slow (laughs) descent into absolute chaos. Please welcome to the show, Ruth Valente. Hello. Hi, Hi. Ruth. (laughs) Hello, Ruth. Hello, Hello Ruth. For those listening, you'll know Ruth. Uh, she typically sends these very elo- eloquently long messages and questions for us to do, discuss on the show that really gets our brains going. So, Ruth, obviously, thank you for that. You've been there no since problem. the beginning sending those. Uh, Always. How have, you been, yeah. how have you been doing with everything that's been going on in the world right now, right? There's a, there's um, a lot happening. There's a lot happening. I mean, the descent into chaos is a bit faster than usual. I would say right. about 25% faster, but we're sleeping <laughs> well. We're on two feet and we're breathing. So That's good. All right. Breathing breathing's good. Yeah. Definitely. Uh how have you been what what have you been doing to kind of stay sane through all of this right now? Um I mean, I'm pretty lucky. I'm still working and I'm working from home, so I have a lot to like take my mind off of stuff, but I guess just my usual um reading a lot of books writing a lot of stuff it's all distractions to keep away from That's the <laughs> really negative news what have uh what's been the biggest difference so far about kind of working from home versus being in the office oh my favorite part of the day is waking up at eight fifty-five before my morning meetings and, right and uh <laughs> it's it's just been so nice That's and no travel time is great <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're—it's a—it's a small commute anywhere you go, right? Well, yeah. I'm again. I'm very lucky. I I work where I live, so either way, it's good for me. Are there any uh, Are there any TV shows that you're currently watching right now that maybe you want our listeners to probably look into as well? Have you guys heard of this very fun cartoon called Steven Universe? No. I've Steven heard of Steven Universe. No. Steven Universe is so good if you guys are into cartoons um i mean it's, i don't think that's like a typical answer that anybody's gonna give you guys but um it's ending on today i think actually seven o'clock it's ending forever and it's, oh, it's wow. very good yeah it's a very good like the art style the storyline is so um complex and mature even though it's in this like cartoon um media like format right but, um, i highly recommend it very How do you like? Watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Where, Where can, can people, people watch, watch it? it? Oh, it's on a uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's actually by the the creator of the show is one of the the worker one of the girls who worked on um, Adventure Time. Oh, very oh, wow. cool. Yeah, her name is Rebecca Sugar. She's an inspiration. Oh yeah, that's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Uh, Ruth, if you could tell us a bit more about your blog, what what do you love about it? What is the most, uh, what is the, something that you want people to kind of go into your blog knowing about you? Um, my blog is a space for me to 
uh, kind of just be my very, very authentic self. Um, and I guess it kind of gives me, like it gives my, or readers, a history of who I am as a person. So like anything that goes through my mind goes onto my blog. And sometimes it's a little abstract and sometimes it's um, more poetic because I'm by nature a poet um, or by craft a poet or both. Um, <laughs> by by training. Of, <laughs> yeah, by training. all of the above. <laughs> so like that's kind of just where people can um, find me. It's it's my more sensitive thoughts that I that I mask with comedy in the daylight right. hours. That's great. Yeah. Now we were having a conversation like outside of the show about kind of the domino effect of what's kind of going to be the fallout of everything after the, this virus kind of runs its course, hopefully runs its course sooner than later. Um, and you, you made like a comparison to like the world wars and it kind of feels like that. It kind of definitely feels like wartime right yeah, now. And I was just sure. wondering if, if you had any, insight or anything you wanted to touch on upon, like a- around that? Yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking as my mind was descending into chaos, you know, there's a running theme here. Um, <laughs> I, I was just like this entire situation, like COVID and it's, it's really intense and it's, I can go on and on about how terrible the news has been and like how my heart breaks for everybody that's been affected, but like to stick to the subject matter of your show, um, it's really concerning to think about how this is going to affect the industry that you three, especially are so passionate about. Like, I mean, I remember on your last episode, which had me, which is why I started thinking about this, um, how you're questioning how it's going to affect theaters and like how theaters have already been losing um, so much viewership. I don't know if that's the right word, but right. like not a lot of people have been going to the theaters so like recently. And um, like the movies may not have been, is not like my first love, but they're special and they bring people together. And if we are falling into a recession, how are people going to be able to afford the theaters now? And like, do people want to be renting things at home? And then there's like, I just think that like maybe the the theater and movies in general is going to go through like a revolution period where they change and they become this like really expensive bougie thing again, like after the world war where like um, moving pictures became this like symbolic thing of like class. Yeah. Like, yeah. Class I mean, definition. It's a, it's a, it's a scary thought. Cause like right now, like, like movies don't feel like they're like, they're for like movies are for everyone. So they, I don't feel like they should be just for, for like the bougie or for, for those who just want to watch it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I had to do an accent. It felt like I had to do an accent there. <laughs> you really um, dove right into that accent. I, I, yeah, you I, spent I, like, this, you practice that. What's that character's name? What's your British This is name? uh this is William Buckingham. This is uh, his bougie voice. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> this this, yeah. this is how he sounds. I think I know William Buckingham. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean I I think exactly what you're saying like there's it's because everything feels so up in the air right now. Like I feel like it it could that could happen and like will people want to be going to the theaters and like like Anthony and I were speaking about this last week too. Like it's like Anthony, like, like yeah, I'll, I'll get you to chime in here. Like this is the question is, can crazy we times. afford to go to the theaters? Exactly. Yeah. You know, do we spend $30 for a family of four on just popcorn before even the ticket price? That's Which is a- why I'm thinking about that. Cause like, um, the only people who can afford it or who are going to be able to afford it are people who are not struggling right now with like, 
like being laid off and such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, like, yeah, it might go through that where it's like, like the lowly are watching Netflix. And well, yeah, I was saying to to the group, I, I asked this. I think I asked this question last week, and I said, "Do you think films will make a billion dollars anymore?" Oh yes, like this year, like a billion dollar movie is was so common in the past, but now because of the, you know, the, where the world is, is it going to, are people going to watch films and are films going to make a lot of money? I mean, that's hard to think about. Cause like, um, like, cause then like think about all those people in school right now too, like that are studying to be um, filmmakers or like your own ambitions, you know? Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be harder for creatives, which like breaks my heart as a creative. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. As a creative, as a creative I probably would think of ways of getting around that because I mm-hmm. think a lot of filmmakers who come out of like film school, they're not their their idea is not to make billion dollar movies, you know, with hundred million dollar uh, sets and all that stuff. That's kind of like. Mm-hmm just the world we live in right now. But I think like a, a filmmaker at the end of the day is still trying to tell that story. Mm-hmm. So you could tell a story with $10 really, you know, it's just the story of how well that story is. So for, for a lot of people, I don't know if money is, you know, a big thing, unless you're Martin Scorsese who needs like 250 million, <laughs> the Irishman. But yeah, but I think, but I think it's a lot like almost like the parallel to like your own personal blog, like with movies for a lot of people and creatives, like they, you just want an outlet and yeah, it's easy to, to just kind of create and do that a lot more gorilla form now where you could just go out and shoot with your phone, but it's to go into an industry with all that uncertainty now and to kind of properly study that in school. And, you know, that's what I did in school. And like, you start to, you start to like get that fear of like, am I going into an industry that am am I going to be able to be able to make a living off of this? Can I survive off of this? Right. Yeah. And it's also hard to have people, sorry. (laughs) No, no, please. It's also hard to have people like look at your work. You know, I, yeah, I do this on my, on my blog and I get my certain amount of hits every month or whatever, but like, what makes things successful too is marketing and who can afford marketing when we're all in a recession. Right. Wow. That's very depressing. <laughs> I mean, this let is me a, talk uh, about this, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll end on uh, some positivity. So I'll let Shay uh, take it from here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, Ruth, last question here. What is a movie that you're looking forward to this year? I know despite all these date changes and everything, if, if imagine if this year was going smooth and we had no COVID, what's the movie that you're looking forward to this year? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know. I literally can't even think of something um, <laughs> as me and Daniel were speaking earlier today um, about like what we were just talking about. Um, I was like, Whoa, what about avatar? I really just want to watch that. <laughs> But uh, that's going to be so being pushed. Is back. there a movie that you've watched this year then that you know, maybe everyone should check out? Something that came out just this year. Um, honestly, movie no. I haven't show, gone to really. the, uh, other than Steven Universe, which I highly suggest. Um, right. No, but I am going to check out um, Homeward Bound. Is that the Disney one that's going to come out very soon? Onward. 
Onward. That's what it is. <laughs> Homeward Bound's really old. You should have oh already seen goodness. Homeward Bound by now. Um, you guys are I can send you my VHS I... if you want. Yes. Literally don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you guys, like, I was telling Daniel, you got the most non-movie-versed person in the world to, like, be here. So. You know, we just have to cover all our angles, right? Yeah, so we, we have An- Anthony hates movies, and then we have somebody who doesn't know about movies. So yes, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, but Ruth, thank you. So, obviously, thank you so much for joining us. Like, if where could people follow you? Like, obviously on social media, not in real life. Um, where can they follow you? See what you're up to, and obviously, where can they find your blog? Um, well, my blog is my name. It's Ruth Valente, R-U-T-H-V-A-L-E-N-T-E. And my Instagram, if you want to follow me there, it's a fun time, is also my name, but two H's. Oh, wow. Just to, just to throw people off your scent, you know? Yeah, just to throw people off because keep them on the <laughs> Exactly. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for joining us on the movie podcast this week. Thanks We'd love to have you on me. again in the future. Um, so much fun. St- <laughs> obviously, stay safe out there and good luck with working from home as well. And uh, we look forward to the next time. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks, Ruth. Take care. Thank you. For our final guest this week on the movie podcast, we have none other than Daniel Ortega, the host of the Slice podcast and the upcoming Last of Us podcast, Survive and Endure. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. Yeah, no worries, guys. Good to be here. Uh, Long-time listener, long-time friend. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Just uh, okay. Well, long time uh, 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 acquaintance, uh, yeah, long time knowing each other, <laughs> observer, <laughs> long time first time. Yeah, but yeah, Daniel, yeah. thank you for joining us this week, man. That's uh, that means a lot to us that you're joining us. I know it took 50 episodes to get you on, but hopefully, it won't be the last time. That's okay. I mean, you guys got Tanner on here before me, so uh, you've perfectly set this up, and uh, it's not a tough act to follow at all. The bar so, um, yeah, forward to yeah, the bar just reset. You know, when you like exhaust all of your resources, and then you go, okay, now we're going to start at the ground again. That's kind of what we're doing. So, yeah, we we're about to be a part of ground zero. Yeah. yeah, we we literally started by <laughs> digging from the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, thank you but so much. You're here. Yeah. Wait, wait, did How we go we- from the, the top of the barrel and then we went straight back down to the bottom of the barrel? Yeah. Yeah, you overflowed. Yeah. I'm going to illustrate it. You guys basically filled the barrel, then water was overflowing with Tanner, and then you guys are like, there's too much water in here, so you dumped it. And I'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first I'm like the first droplet in that barrel. And you were like the crab underneath the barrel just yeah, hanging it, on you're like your life. The scrubs yeah. at the, the bottom algae, of the barrel, you know? The algae. The algae. The algae. The algae. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but Daniel, what have you been? How, where Where's your mind at? Where have you been? Wait, 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 wait. Two Be- weeks. Before we get started, can we refer to Daniel as Daniel number two and you're Daniel number one? Am I sorry? Am I, I'm Daniel number one, right? You're Daniel number one, yeah. And then Daniel. Okay. Would it make two. sense if I just overtook you as Daniel number one? But <laughs> just superseded me. Just, this is yeah, a mutiny. Right. A mutiny, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, Daniel, call me Ortega. Ortega or, Ortega's fine too. Yeah. Uh, where's your mind been at the last two weeks, man? Uh, it's lonely in the bottom of the barrel, so uh, it's been a little bit tough. Um, but no, I, I mean it's it's kind of weird. It's been it's been really strange to be in isolation. Today's day twelve for me. Twelve, yeah. Um, so just getting a lot of stuff done, just little things here and there, cleaning up the email subscriber list and stuff like that. Trying to get some stuff going for the uh, for the slice, which we'll have. Coming back shortly, we're actually going to do a, a podcast on Sunday, um, trying out some some remote podcasting so that we could still get some material out there. And awesome. then just uh, gaming. So MLB 20 came out. I've been 
pay, playing that quite a bit. Uh, Division two dropped some content very, very timely. Um, so I've been playing some post-apocalyptic uh, flu uh, online shooter, which is just, you know, <laughs> priming me for for what what will happen probably november of this year which is awesome uh and then that's it and then trying to stay away from social media and then just staying away from any anything other than just facts and stats from the government and just trying to stay you know pretty focused and, and relaxed so it's been it's been pretty good have you watched it yeah actually uh, yeah, I caught up on a, a bunch of movies. So I finally watched Parasite, which uh, was great. Uh, it was not what I expected. And I didn't really know what to, I just kind of knew it was a, a study on like classism and stuff like that. But I didn't really know what to expect. And it was really good. It was it was super surprising. Uh, watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I really enjoyed as well. Uh, I watched a series on, um, stars called high fidelity, which I highly recommend. It's, uh, uh, starring Zoe Kravitz and it's basically just a, 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 a 10 part series about, um, a girl living in New York city runs a record shop, uh, quest love executive produced, um, the music on it and yeah, it's yeah. a really, really great soundtrack. It's, it's an awesome show. Highly, highly recommended if you're a fan of, quest love or the roots or you know what he does on his dj sets i can't recommend it enough i binged it yeah, in, yeah. i think a day and a half so it's it's, it's a it's in is the states like, it's a it's a hulu show right the hulu it's show. on hulu yeah i think we got it on yeah, stars yeah. here so you can do uh, I, i've been basically exhausting all my free trials on apple tv plus for a month <laughs> so uh now's the time to take advantage of that the harley quinn show and a bunch of other shows that i wanted to watch so definitely um, that's the stance of high fidelity TV. show tied to the movie uh, it's like a soft reboot of it. It's the same concept, oh, but okay, instead cool. of the lead being a male, it's a it's a female. Yeah, but the same idea. Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah. How about you guys? <laughs> what have you guys been doing? <laughs> it's pretty much a lot of the same of that, honestly. Like with uh, just trying to limit the news <clears throat> intake, you know, like what we've been saying before. Like we've been kind of in our routine of like kind of listening to the Canadian news and seeing what's going on for us. And then just living the rest of your day, trying to fill in time. So like a lot, like, like I was saying on last week's show and this week's show, like it's a lot of animal crossing for me. I've been also watching tiger King on Netflix, which is an absolutely insane show. Also um, based yeah. in Florida. I, I also believe. based in Florida. Yep. Is it actually, so, I just guessed that it just seemed like a no, very Floridian thing to do. Oh, it is It's hundred yeah. oh percent Florida. So Definitely watch it if you get if you get the chance to. It's it's worth the watch. Oh no, I've been again catching up with a couple of things too. So um, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of video games. Which I'm not a big gamer, so I've been replaying games again that I bought in the past. I have not it like what? the Animal Crossing universe at all. Like I, I'm stuck <laughs> there. I'm stuck on my island. Living the island life, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not. It. I was not expecting it to grab us as much as it has, but it here we are, probably like fifty or sixty hours deep into it. I've never played an Animal Crossing game before, so I'm. I'm... This is my first one. And oh, I'm really? Highly, it's my first one. Highly recommend okay. it, dude. I have. I have never had any insight in Animal Crossing, but I just kept hearing, "Oh, this game's fantastic." I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a shot," and literally have not been able to leave. <laughs> so what's See, that's uh, what I'm afraid of. The... Is it? Yeah, I just don't want like there's other games I've been trying to play, and I just I, I'm terrified of getting into Animal Crossing and then not touching anything else for the next two weeks, and that's not a good gotcha. feeling, especially the last of us because I want to play it right. 
Yeah, of course, yeah, because exactly. we're we're coming up on it, man. So what's your? So I know you're you're going to be doing the Last of Us uh, series, uh, like the Slice Presents uh, Survive and Endure. What's what's that looking like? What is your vision for that podcast? Uh, well, ideally, I think we've been talking about it for a little bit over a year now between myself, Shay, and Paul. For those of you familiar uh, who listen to the Slice, po- uh, Slice podcast, um, we've just been. You know, it's one of our favorite games. Uh, it's coming up on, I think, seven years this summer that it'll be, have yeah. been out. Um, it's been a while since I've played through it. Um, obviously, the major plot points and stuff like that we remember, but there's a lot of stuff that I want to go back and just see through a new lens, especially knowing that there's a sequel, because at the time of playing it, obviously, it seemed like it was going to be a standalone game, and Naughty Dog had kind of repeatedly said that there wasn't really a plan for anything beyond that first game, and I think it feels very resolute at the ending. Um, so I think what I'd love to be able to do with it, and Shay, I mean, chime in here as well, because we've talked about it a little bit, but um, yeah. really just deep diving, like just going into it, talking about, you know, the level design, the sound design, you know, the the, the way that, um, you know, music has such a, an important impact on the game, the emotional kind of um, impact of Ellie and Joel's relationship and, mm-hmm. um you know, just, just getting into to the more granular stuff. I think what we're planning is for it, hopefully between about a six and eight uh, episode series. Um, and a lot of it will just be covering the stuff that we really love about the Last of Us universe. Um, not just the game itself, but, you know, the surrounding kind of literature, some of the comics and stuff like that that we've gone through, and then anything that we can contextualize, almost like a companion if you're playing through it. Um, we want to be able to be a little bit of a... Of a of a you know playing it alongside you and being able to kind of maybe uncover some secrets that maybe we didn't even notice the first couple times that we've played through it so it'll also be my first time playing it on ps4 remastered so i'm pretty excited to to play that i mean they played it on ps3 so it's been a little while yeah yeah i've I've had a couple of playthroughs with it um (laughs) since the remastered came out but i'm excited to go back in because getting closer and closer to the sequel all I can think about is The Last of Us, and it's it's literally it was one of those game changing moments for me when I played that game, and I played it with. Um, I remember Gabby watched me play it a lot, and I I hope a lot of people go back to finishing that game again, or if they've you know haven't touched it in a while, go back to it before the sequel comes out because it's going to be a great add on. I think it's crazy to think that we're uh, we're just two months away from it now. You know, it's May 29th is it's not far away. And especially with everything going on, I think time's just going to hopefully go by quick and bring us to that because it kind of feels like we're living the last of us a little bit right now. But oh, God, uh, I hope not. <laughs> there's no clickers uh, yet. If no there's clickers yet. Yeah. I would get pretty. Uh, I get upset with some boomers walking around. It's, uh, it's just a lot of scary things in that universe. <laughs> Yeah, too many. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Changes the boomer, and I'm like, yeah, man, like that would be terrifying. Yeah. You're like, you're, like you're imagine living in school. Pittsburgh, and then imagine, <laughs> imagine living in Pittsburgh. Just that's it, and then just imagine having clickers on top of that. That's terrifying. That is a truly. Uh, I'm okay. I do not walk quietly. I, I'm a loud walker, so they're gonna hear me coming. Were you I'm guys coughing uh, as I'm playing the game? Just <laughs> yes. Did you guys, were you, uh, did you use bricks more or do you use bottles more in the game? Which one did you tend to favor? Um, I think I was a brick guy. You were a brick guy? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I use bottles. I definitely like the, the shattering glass sound <laughs> more than the uh, the dull brick hitting the surface sound. The boiler? <laughs> are these, why, these, are these bottles right? bouncing? Yeah, I played I play the remastered version. Um, wow. I was going to ask, what did you think of um, the HBO series that's coming out, Daniel? 
because that would tie into a lot of things too with, uh, with even your game. Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate how excited I was, but I, I'm pretty sure I immediately messaged anybody that knows that I'm a Last of Us fan, just freaking out because. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's one thing to announce a series, and I know Sony's done a lot of, of work to try to get some IPs to film and to television, um, you know, with Uncharted that's been postponed for so long and has seen so many different directorial changes, and there's never really been um, a concise vision behind it, and I think part of that is just because there hasn't been that unifying um like director behind the actual game itself and the way that Neil Druckmann seems to be involved with the HBO series. So the fact that Neil's involved with the HBO series, the fact that, you know, the, uh, the, the, I think it's the writer and the director or producer of Chernobyl is involved as well. I'm, his yep. name's escaping me right now, but he's involved. Craig Mazin. Uh, Craig Mazin. Um, thank you. He, uh, he set a, a really, really interesting tone with Chernobyl. Have you guys watched Chernobyl yet all the way through? Oh yeah. 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 Fantastic. So it plays out almost like a monster movie, but there's never really that moment of, 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 of a big reveal of a monster, obviously, because there, there is no monster. It's just, you know, a bunch of, of very tense moments that are building up. And I, don't, I think if you could take that atmosphere and then have somebody like Neil, you know, guide that and make sure that it's true to the essence of who we love as Joel and Ellie as a character, I think... I don't know, man. I like it's it's early and it just got announced, and obviously I'm a big fan. But I think it has all of the foundational and groundwork to be something that's going to be exceptional that will probably stand alone from the game as just a, a, a very very good piece of of television that has you know roots obviously in gaming. But I think it has one of those rare opportunities to be an IP where it's not just going to be you know The Last of Us adapted, but there's going to be some stuff in there that. Um, that's going to be a, a true um, reflection of just how good and how cinematic The Last of Us was and how well it would have translated um, to a movie or, or, or to a series. And I'm glad it's a series and not a movie because I think that a movie would have undercut some of the more emotional um, moments and there wouldn't have been as much payoff uh, as, as a series is able to give it over the course of whatever amount of episodes they're going to run. So I'm, I'm super excited, man. I can't wait. Yeah, dude, I think you, I think you totally nailed it because I think there's so many different groups and factions within the last of us no pun intended there but like within the game that lend itself so well to episode like to an episodic nature of storytelling versus uh being in a movie and having to skip over certain major characters or side characters that maybe uh wouldn't have the time to be told in a in a two-hour span yeah. Uh, but I know you mentioned, Daniel, that you're, you guys are coming back with the slice this weekend. Uh, what's that episode going to be about? Like, when is that going to go live? What can you tell us about it? Uh, we don't know yet, actually. So there's a lot of stuff that we're working on. We're trying to get remote podcasting uh, going a little bit more. You know, it's kind of tough to, to, to meet up, um, especially right now, obviously. But just the last little bit. It's worse now, yeah. So we didn't find the opportunity to meet up before for a little while. So we've been just kind of bouncing a lot of ideas off one another and just trying to figure out what direction we want to go with it. So to, this weekend's going to be more like a tech test than anything to see if we can get you know remote uh, uh, podcasting going properly. And then from there, we have some great ideas. We're going to be introducing some segments, um, some stuff that we've been giving a lot of thought to. Um, so I don't want to spoil any of it just yet. But The Last of Us, uh, the Survive and Endure uh, companion to The Last of Us will be kind of a, a, a soft launch of what we hope to have the slice become in the near future. Um, so stay tuned. No no news just yet, but this weekend we're, we're definitely working on it. And these two weeks have definitely given us some time to, to refine some of the ideas that we've had and just chat about the stuff that we want to make sure that the podcast uh, can really bring to you guys and to everybody else that's listening. 
Amazing. Oh, amazing. Um, I know you're a big fan of baseball and, you know, we just had at this point in time, it would have been um, opening season for a lot of uh, teams. What is your favorite baseball movie? Ooh. Uh, Space Jam. I, prob- I probably <laughs> have to. <laughs> there is baseball in it. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hate you, Shay, so much. Because it's hard for me to not say Space Jam now. Um, <laughs> it has to be the Sandlot, but I think on a, in a more serious tone, I watched Moneyball last week. Uh, I really yes. love Moneyball. I love that movie. Uh, so. One of my favorites. Movie. One of my favorites. So I think so if you're talking about just the charm of baseball, I have to go with the Sandlot. But you know, being able to dive into you know what what Billy Bean means to baseball even today, um, and just the the way that you know Moneyball change the, the the scope of, of baseball from from that point in time until now um it's kind of hard to not say that you know that that's probably up there as well so it's probably between those two perfect yeah cool 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 cool, cool. cool, um, cool. i want to thank you for joining our our uh, podcast today of course yeah anytime you guys need uh, anything just reach out I'd, I'd be glad to participate you guys are doing some great work so it's uh, it's awesome to be a part of it uh, again you can catch daniel's uh, slice podcast and the last of us podcast survive and endure on all streaming podcast services when is when it is out and about again thank you daniel for joining us today can I do a quick plug really quickly? The Slice TO yeah, on Instagram. Uh, that's where you can follow all the updates for the Last of Us podcast and for the uh, the Slice podcast. So the, the Slice TO and then our Twitter, we're going to get up and running soon too. But uh, stay tuned on the Instagram. That's where you'll see most of the stories and information coming out. Very cool. Perfect. Cool. Thank Take you care, guys. Daniel. Enjoy quarantine. Thank Thanks a lot, Daniel. Take care. Thank you all for joining us on today's episode. Uh, I want to thank all our, our guests for attending and and sharing their insights of what they've been doing uh, these past couple of weeks. As always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every Monday across all your favorite podcast services, as well as you can listen to us on YouTube, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter by searching This Time With. And if you want to be part of the show and give us your comments and suggestions and corrections, head over to thistimewith.com slash talk. That was This Time with the movie podcast. And we will see you next.